0: It's a good show! I'm Vivian Cook, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones.
1: Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate with Jeffrey Gaines putting questions to the songs which we will randomly Select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for Radio 8-Ball Give us a shake, Jeffrey Gaines It's the Radio 8-Ball The Radio 8-Ball Show It's the Radio, oh, oh, oh It's the Radio 8-Ball
0: Show
1: Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Jeffrey Gaines. Hey. Hey. And he is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today. And the first guest on this show is a most appropriate guest. I think one of the quickest returns to Radio 8 Ball that we've ever had. If you've been following along with the show, you know him from the episode just a couple of episodes back. Chris Price. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball. Glad to be back. Now, how, how we've been talking about it a bit, but why don't you tell us, how are you in this this Jeffrey Gaines character? Connected.
2: Well, um, we were uh, we were set up uh, through uh, Cheryl at Omnivore Recordings, which is the label to put out my music and the End Rose record that I did. And Cheryl has a history with uh, with Jeffrey; she worked on his first record. Um, and I guess they reconnected at South by Southwest, and she was blown away by his performance there. And she called me like. Shortly after, very quickly after seeing him, and said, I think you guys should make a record together. And uh, and I said, sure, I would love to. And um, we uh, began the process of putting this thing together that, uh, that you now hear, that's now in front of you, that's called All Right. And it is indeed All Right.
1: Hence why I, it was weird that I didn't know the title of that song at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so, and Jeffrey, what was your first connection with Chris?
3: My first connection with Chris, man. I mean, I'm out of the loop, so I had to go to the, uh, I had to go to the YouTube and start, you know, checking out his world, and just like song after song, you know, you just see a guy, that is just, you know, in full power, in full bloom, and all that stuff. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna be fine. Let's go. Flew out, and uh, you know, he, he was awesome enough to put it all together here on this end because I'm a East Coast guy, so you know. Yeah, it, you know,
2: we actually met making the record. Yeah, like I was met in person until he came out to make the record.
1: So you well, yeah. re- you really are playing the role of the Hollywood producer.
2: I'm your typical Hollywood douchebag. No, dude. no, no, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, there's a, that, that basically we you, sort of want to get hooked up with one of those producers who you know that you can really trust. It's like the Jimmy Yovine thing with the uh, Iovine thing with Tom Petty, like, they
2: step. Uh, i Thank you. I always get Rhymes
1: wrong. with Vizine <laughs> Thank you. But um,
2: yeah, yeah. No, it it, it totally is uh, like uh, in a perfect world. Yeah, you meet the people that are right for you and that work well with you. And you know, I I'm, I I feel like at this point I've made enough records that uh, like I, I have a temperament for it and. Uh, but, but it's still, even in that case, you, you get in a room with some people and it doesn't click. There's no chemistry, there's no anything. But that wasn't the case here. It was uh, effortless, you know? We all got in a room and gelled, and, and Jeffrey brought the goods, because the songs are great. Um, it's just, you know, when you, when you find that, Like, I'm looking to work with people like Jeffrey, and you know? that's the flip side of it, is uh, like I can... I can take money gigs all day and and uh, make records that don't film me, but I'll we'll pay the bills, you know. But uh, this is the kind of thing you actually want to do. This is why we, what we all signed up for.
1: Well, I'm you curious. Uh, so, Jeffrey, like, when you work with a producer, like, I, you know, I'm a songwriter. We're all we're three songwriters in the room. When you go into the studio, are you going like some people go in are like I envision this song like this other song, or I envision elements of this, or I just don't want this to sound like anything else and just sound like me in the room doing it. Or Like, how do you, like, when you work with a producer, how do you approach that conversation? Because it's a really intimate thing.
3: Hmm. I try to make it not intimate, (laughs) you know what (laughs) I mean? I try to not make it touchy-feely at all and just go very direct. Um, I've been, uh, I worked with uh, Val McCallum, who plays guitar, and he was on a, a record of mine that I did out in L.A., and uh, it was a really cool experience and we're like, we should probably get back together so by way of the Facebook and the posts I kept in touch with him and his band Jack Shit and I was like, wow, man, I love uh, Pete Thomas, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing drums it was like, and Davey Farragher, I, I knew him we used to bump into each other when he was in Cracker and it was the 90s, we were doing a lot of radio things together and I was like, well, these guys are already playing a sound um, I got this record it's gonna be out there let me assemble the sort of songs that lend themselves to what they play, their sensibility. So it's not as mm-hmm. if we're, it's not as if like you have to go. Here's what I want you to do. There are, it's best probably to pick people who are already doing that. Right. And then you just say, don't, don't go changing at all. You've been selected to do the thing you do, and these songs will, you know, they're going to lend themselves to to your style of playing. It. Or you, or you know, or you wouldn't be here. Like we're not going to ask you to be anyone other than yourself. So that creates the comfort, yeah, I, that's the comfort level right there. It's like, well, if you're not asking people to be outside of what they are, they've been selected. I'm, com-
2: I'm completely there with you on that. I think that uh, it's uh, it's all about getting the right people for the job, mm-hmm. and uh, those guys are, are right for most jobs. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. I, no. I wouldn't. I don't want to even limit them with what my interpretation of what they are. They're anything they want to be. I'm sure. But in this quick case, with things going very quickly, very fast, you know, there's no. It's not one of these records that you sit back and think. We've got time and budget to just, you know, ha- sit back and imagine imaginings. We got to just get to work and make some music. So I thought it was wonderful how we worked. Everybody showed up everybody delivered and then got back home to mm-hmm. their lives so it wasn't you know, like it was really yeah. cool you know I felt I didn't feel any guilt at all about keeping people away from their family or their their recreation or whatever their other interests were because uh, they came in everybody came in you know at start time and <laughs> and left you know yeah. it, was, it was perfect um, I was quite proud of the guys I was really proud of uh, their generosity all of them everybody was working in a collective and su- Bringing up ideas and offering, you know, direction here and there. When we'd come to crossroads, every every individual in the room felt like it was all right for them to open their mouths, and we were going to at least hear what everybody had to say. No one felt weird about suggesting anything.
1: Right.
3: I've worked yeah. in I've worked in yeah. situations where people think uh, every mere suggestion is a is a different pay, ra- you know. Right. And they're like, I've got an idea, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting paid to say it, and I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's a weird. Yeah, it's that, like, it's that thing where an idea turns into a week.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so we just, it felt great. I think. Um, I mean, I know personally, I haven't been. I, th- I thought it was wonderful. Again, again, no bad habits. Um, felt like a like like kids making a in a basement getting our band <laughs> together. So that was pretty great. Yeah.
1: This isn't really an interview show, but when I have the when I have the artist with the producer here, I want to get at least crack that a little mm-hmm. bit into that relationship. Mm, I always sure. think that's really fascinating. Uh, when it works, I guess it's fascinating when it doesn't work too. But uh, when it works, it's, a, it's yeah. it feels like such a, it's such an integral part. It's like once I don't know. It's like when you when you first listen to music and you can't tell all the instruments apart, and then at some point yeah. you're like, oh, I hear the bass now. And then everything mm-hmm. opens up. And when you realize that there are all these, you know, like when you start to follow who's the engineers on different records, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that guy, that Chad Blake was on a whole lot of records. Oh, man. <laughs> right? Uh,
3: let me say, though, uh, just as we're wrapping that up, yeah. uh, Chris said earlier, and it's very true, I'll second it, that he is the perfect temperament for it. He's a great uh, conductor, captain, uh, team leader, and uh, I don't know that kind of stuff. I don't know where you learn it, because you can't learn it. You either are of that nature uh, or, or you're not. And you find out in the pinch who steps up and who can handle that and who's about that temperament. And, uh, well, he's ready. thank you. He's Jeffrey. ready all the time, cocked and ready
2: to go.
1: Well, speaking of being cocked and ready to go, uh, what's your question for the Pop Oracle, Chris?
2: Okay, my question for Jeffrey is what advice, would you give
1: to your 13-year-old self? What advice would you give to your 13-year-old self? I know you're saying it's for Jeffrey, but once it's act out there, it's everyone's question. So it's, it's yes. you know, really, what is, the, what is the advice for the 13-year-old self? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, Chris, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. We love. You. Song number four. Advice to the thirteen-year-old self seems to me. Hear it?
3: Oh. Oh man, my advice to thirteen-year-old me: <laughs> quit school, move to L.A. and. Just start this already. Why did I wait so long?
0: you just... to be, have a need to be
1: That was, seems to me, from Jeffrey Gaines, the answer to Chris Price's question. What is your advice, Jeffrey, to your 13-year-old self? But again, we can all uh, sort of project ourselves into that question and answer. And before we get into interpreting that as the answer, Jeffrey, just tell us a little bit about the background of that awesome song.
3: Background, I mean, you know, for me, sometimes songs suggest, let's see if you can write one. Let's, yeah. just, let's just write a song for songwriting's sake. Um, I love that. So it's just all script. Um, I don't know that I even uh, subscribe or I won't allow myself to tell you that I've Actually, feel that way, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna hide behind that. I just made it up, and it's a song for song's sake, and the yeah. melody is just trying to, you know, play into Burt Bacharach tones of just like how, just, yeah, how you know, geometric. Can you just play with the descendings and the ascendings and just make a song up? You know,
1: that's great. No, no it's, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. I was uh, I was at a, a show last night where there was this band called. Uh, a band called Lavender J. Uh, but they, but they're they're all instrumental. And someone was saying you should have them on the show. And I was like, it'd be great to have one a show where all the answers are just pure music. So I love that you're talking That's about really the good. idea yeah. of that. When you think about this song for you, it's about this descending and ascending and the energy in the song. Because I, I mean, I, I actually that is the power of it. And uh, I, to- I totally clicked just now why, the, like the. When I first heard about you, one of the things that pinged was maybe it was even Chris on something you posted, Chris, about Mm -hmm. the Elvis Costello connection. And I hadn't quite put that together. And then when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, that's just like working the energy. And I love that you take it back to rack because it's like you're going to the same kind of sources. And uh, and then, of course, you're playing with the band. Go on, Chris. Yeah,
2: I I just want to point out that was a cool version of the song.
1: (laughs) Thanks, bud. Yeah, yeah, so uh yeah, so Chris, what did you think about that as the answer to your question?
2: Well, okay, so that that's like one of my favorite songs on the record. Uh uh, maybe not my favorite favorite, but it's like one of my favorites. And like uh I there's there's like a couple lines in the second verse that seem like pretty obvious answers to that question. And specifically that I've begun listening to my own voice and I'm sure I can believe in it and maybe it's never too late to learn. Boom. Um, (laughs) Boom. I mean, (laughs) I think that when you're young, uh, I think that uh, you're dealing, uh, at least a lot of teenagers are dealing with self-doubt, insecurity, loneliness, uh, feeling like uh, their problems are bigger than the the whole world, and, uh, you know, the idea that... um, you also like think you know everything when you're young, and uh, the the opening it your opening yourself up to the idea that maybe you can learn something. Is that that's a grown up
1: idea, I think. And I also really loved going back to the idea of like, what is the what is that kismet relationship between a producer and an artist? And just energetically, mm-hmm. I just think we got that. I love watching Jeffrey here see how you completely got his song and were able to get down to that nugget of how that lyrically did answer the question. And I can just imagine if that's the energy that you guys had together in the studio, you know, completing each other's sentences <clears throat> kind of thing. That's really wonderful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I and you know the other thing is just the, the, there's a vulnerability to the the, sense the the overarching sentiment of the song like uh, like open like admitting that you 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 don't want to go it alone you know that you want to to find a, a partner that's a, that's vulnerable that's a vulnerable thing and, uh, and I don't think that a lot of young people are able to open themselves up in that way. Uh, like at least not at that age, I mean, at that age, you're like, <laughs> you, you, you got to talk to like two other girls <laughs> who are going to send the message to the girl you want to talk to, you know?
1: Well, like, and I, th- and I think that does, I mean, at 13 years old, you got so many hormones running through you that that idea of like, it seems to be, I have a need to be in love is like actually true. Like not, in, and I guess it's mm-hmm. not in love, but you have mm-hmm. a need, you're all of these strange feelings are showing up and you're feeling yourself just overwhelmingly drawn to women and mattresses mm-hmm. and socks and you know mm-hmm. and uh and so the the advice i might give to my 13 year old self is that's what you're up against you know sort of an acknowledgement of like just a straightforward if acknowledgement of yeah when i was 13 uh this was yeah. it was an overwhelming thing and I, it's just like sure. talking to someone who's but it on a, a talk
2: constant throughout of- your life doesn't it
1: Oh yeah. yeah, but it gets. I'm a little older than you, Chris. It gets it gets less, and it's it's wonderful. Um,
2: it takes it, it takes new forms, you know. And 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 again, like I think that that there's that that old uh, adage, which is that you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. And so maybe that goes into the whole idea of listening to your own voice. Yep. You know, like uh, and like the, the outside voices have you question yourself, but. If you if you really love yourself and and dig into that part of you, and you can maybe go and actually find that other person that can be your your partner and your co-conspirator. I mean, I guess maybe mm-hmm. that's also
1: part of it that there's a lot of different sure. plate like the the world and and media or like the just books and stories will tell you romantic love is the ultimate be all and end all. And we're of course we're recording this on Valentine's Day, but that there yeah. are all of these other strains of, of love that can exist, whether it's the love of, of, like, that can happen in, make, in making art, either on your own yeah. or with other people. There's you know in, engaging yeah. with nature. There are all these ways that, uh, I don't know, romantophilia is not the only philia, right?
2: Yeah, well, when, when people all. make records, when, you, when you're a songwriter, a producer, an artist, all of that, you, you have to fall in love with the things that you make. You, know, you have to do that. It's uh, uh, otherwise, it's not going to it's not going to register. Uh, it, it's when it's when you can find something to fall in love with, not uh, a piece of music. That's when it actually will sing. That's when it's going to play to people. And so, from that standpoint, I totally understand uh, how that would apply to to what we're talking about. Because I, I certainly, you know, before I ever even met Jeffrey, all I had was these songs that they sent me that I was sifting through and. Took, Getting to know and falling in love with, you know, I
1: use that that phrase about music and musicians all the time. Like that, I, gen- I mean, I say it about this show. Like by the end of this show, I usually fall in love with the artist in this way of just like we shared something intimate. Yeah. And every time yeah. I hear these songs, I'm going to think of something very personal that I shared with them.
0: And yeah.
1: you know, and then I have to <laughs> then as you, and then I have to work at not bugging them too much after the show's over because I am yeah. up with this this potent experience and then and then the great thing is i i hope that it gets captured in the you know in that years from now you can look back on these episodes those of you who have performed in them and it's like an album of like oh i remember i remember amin where did he go mm-hmm. oh, sorry no yeah i'm sure you'll be with amin for life uh um, yeah
2: i'll be with him tomorrow
1: how are those bebop alula guys doing i had a lot of fun with them on the show they
2: good yeah that we're we're playing this weekend for this wow show so uh we have a dress rehearsal tomorrow. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be
1: fun. Are they going to be, we were talking about the hotel, the, the amazing Hotel Cafe show on Friday yes. that everyone who listens to this podcast will have missed. But uh, mm-hmm. but I, I, I've been watching, you've been uh, announcing that you're going to be playing songs from your new Dalmatian record. Yes, uh,
2: that's right. And I will be having those guys back in the air. Oh, we so, won't we'll be, we'll be called Bebopalula that night because that night we're called Chris Price.
1: But it's uh, the same. But the Wilburys the will be in attendance.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, they'll they'll be there. But if it's their alter egos that isn't the Be thing, you know? Right,
1: right. Cool. Well, that's one of the things that I really—that was one of the things I really enjoyed about your episode was just the sense of that there's this massive artistic community, and then there's this whole neighborhood that I was completely unaware of, and I've been really digging into. Man. Alex's music and Amin's music, mm-hmm. and preparing the podcast. So it's just been, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. This I'm really looking forward to this Friday night. And again, I'm sorry to those of you too. who missed this show, but maybe they'll be coming to a town near you soon, and you don't want to miss it when Jeffrey yeah. Jeffrey Gaines and Chris Price and the Bebop Alula guys all team up. Uh, so well, uh, I know that this is Valentine's Day, and you are, you know, you're making time. And jeopardizing yeah. your relationship to be with us. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah,
2: sorry, right. we're going to go to the spa now.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Good, good job, sir. Which, <laughs> what, what, what kind of spa are you going to?
2: It's like a 24 hour Korean spa, it's like open
1: all night. I think I know the one. It's really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. It's,
2: uh, it's actually uh, my first time going to this one, but I've heard about it forever.
1: Mm, hot rocks feels good <laughs> they have yeah. all these hot different they'll sit
2: in yeah. room
3: yeah that's beautiful thank you man have a wonderful time and thanks for taking a moment to uh it's nice to hear your insights
1: thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
0: It's the Radio